You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. This is Locked On NBA. I'm joined by Adam Morris. Adam, thanks for holding it down last week, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I got a few complaints that uh, you didn't spend enough time talking about Jesus Christ. I, I did that on purpose, and Josh Hart, by the way. I didn't spend <laughs> enough time talking about the Lakers, but you know what? That was planned, and, and I'm glad all hate mail was directed to you. <laughs> I like how they think I can control you in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. <laughs> I'm a wild horse. <laughs> um, today's show, the NBA offseason is just about be, uh, behind us. We're going to talk about its winners and losers. Did you say the off season is just about behind us? Yeah, I would say so. Like the the no, majority... the, off, the the off season is ahead of us. Well, like the the, the, the free agency is. Yeah, I get, us. all right. That's fine. <laughs> My You're vacation time is ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the uh, the player movement, the personnel movement is just about behind us. So we're going to talk about the winners and lunar, losers that that came out of that. Then we're going to talk about the West playoffs because it's an insanely fascinating situation that that we have going on there. And we're going to try out a new segment. This was Adam's idea. When we get to it, we'll we'll have him explain it. But basically, we're just going to talk about random things that we really like about the NBA. So uh, so really fun show up ahead of us. You guys know where to find the show. You guys know where to find us. Let's dive right in here. We'll start with winners. Adam, who is your biggest winner of the NBA's period of player movement because the offseason is still going. I didn't realize we were doing – I don't have a biggest winner. Oh, well, In fact, I don't have any single – I just have a list of seven winners, and I'll give you my first one. All right. And, and I put Oklahoma City kind of because, <laughs> <laughs> because, first of all, it's a big freaking deal that Paul George yes. stayed there. Like that's a really big deal for Oklahoma City. Shocked the world. Mm-hmm. But Shocked it's me. only kind of because – I actually am higher on Oklahoma City than almost everybody. I would say I, I rank Oklahoma. We're going to get to this later. I wrote, rank them very, very high in terms of teams that can contend for a, a championship. Like, you know, obviously you have you have your your usual suspects, but Oklahoma City to me is the the top of that next one because of how they're built. Um, but I think they win just on the, the face value of they didn't have to completely tear down their team and start over. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I I would. Uh... We're, like you said, we're going to talk about them here in a second, but I would say that they're right now the second best team in the West. Um, I like my it. my first winner has something to do with the point that we just kind of sort of made. The Golden State Warriors, I think, win the off season <laughs> <laughs> just, just because like the team that was closest to them, the Houston Rockets, traded Trevor Ariza and Luke Richard and Bamute for James Ennis and Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> They are, they are made men now at Golden State where they don't actually have to work for it. You know, they're just – every offseason they win by doing nothing. And, yeah. and in their case, they actually did add DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, oh, they, they just – you can just pencil them in as a winner w- without even having to do anything. Yeah, and, and almost – it feels like in perpetuity. Who's your next winner on there on your list? I think the Dallas Mavericks are winners. Okay. They got Luka Doncic. They had that, got that deal to work. I like it. I think and they got DeAndre Jordan. I just think I, I like their offseason. I think it's a good like they they're able to reset without bottoming out, which is a tough thing to do. They look significantly better than the other teams in their state. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They are my only Texas team in this mix. <laughs> uh, my next winner, and it's the only other winner that I have, my Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, for signing the best player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
They, I would put a kind of at the end of them at theirs, too, because they really only got a portion of the plan. Like, the master plan, <laughs> really only part of it came together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have this tweet on my timeline. I should have pinned it, but it's like, you know, it's hard to complain about an offseason that nets you LeBron James. But <laughs> there's, there, <laughs> there's Lance Stevenson. Uh, your yeah. next, give, give me your next few winners here, and then we'll get into the losers. I said summer league being meaningful because for the second straight year, the Lakers won. So, of course, Lakers Twitter is going crazy about how meaningful this is and how great it is that Svi and Josh Hart are incredible. Are you happy now, listeners? There, I gave you your bone. Uh, I think Wendell Carter Jr. is a big winner. Yeah. I, like, if we redrafted, did, redid the draft right now, I think he would go top three or four. Like, yeah. it, it's only been a couple weeks, but that's how good he looked. And I think, like, everybody's eyes are kind of open to who he is. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are winners. Because they're going from being really bad to adding Kyle Anderson, who I think is a great addition, especially for that team. And mm-hmm. more importantly, Jaron Jackson Jr., who, man, is he it, – it's cool when you have an identity. And the Grizzlies with the grit and grind identity is cool. Jaron Jackson is like a grit and grind, like yeah, next generation, the next class. Yeah, you know? yeah so grit and cool grind 2.0. Like grit, like, like grit and grind, but if it was moved into like the modern era. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and he exactly he has the modern era of grit and grind. Uh, Puma, I think, wins because I forgot <laughs> that they existed until the summer, and now I am reminded. And then my last one are those shorts that LeBron wore that were five hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know about the, the Lakers on the front of it. Like, I don't, I don't know about the. I don't think you need Lakers written across your junk. Like, I, this is this take. is how impressionable I am because I would agree with like if I saw you wearing those, I'd be like, "What the heck are you doing?" I saw LeBron wearing them, I'm like, "Man, I want a pair of those." <laughs> <laughs> They're only five hundred dollars, and I hate the Lakers, but man, they look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it if you bought some Denver shorts and you had Nuggets written, written across. <laughs> even cooler uh, even better all right uh that'll do it for this first segment i those winners are good well let's take a quick second here and when we come back we'll get into some of the losers and then we'll, we'll let that lead into the uh, the western playoff picture because that one kind of segues into the other pretty naturally All right, since you you did a ton of of winners, my big <laughs> my big loser, I think it's not even arguable here, is the San Antonio Spurs. Like yeah. if if any other team, if any other organization said that no, we're going to we're going to hold off on the inevitable rebuild just for for the mere uh, to to send off one person and and make sure that he continues to compete at the end of his career and put off what was actually better for the entire organization the way that they are for for Greg Popovich we would laugh them out of the out of the twitter sphere right and and you know that's what they did here i think you're right that they're the big loser of this and a part of it is look their their hands were tied they were given an unplayable mm-hmm. hand but it is weird that the way they decided to play it was was this way and and grabbed the uh DeRozan um, I, I think it's clearly them as the big losers, and I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people, there's this weird resentment amongst su- certain uh, type of NBA fan that like likes to see this fall of Greg Popovich. It's not really a fall of Greg Popovich, I think he's the same old guy, mm-hmm. but it is weird that the final two years of his career are going to be spent with a very old Pau Gasol, Marcus Aldridge, and DeMar DeRozan. Like, part <laughs> of me just thinks, like, what a weird and unexpected ending to this this story arc. It's 
it strikes me as, you know, you shoot for the middle. They're, they're, they're aiming for the middle. And I, I think if you fall short there, that's, that's kind of a tough way to send them off. Who's there, your... There's something noble about it, even if it is kind of a dumb strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid nobility. The Anthony, exactly. Irwin, the Anthony Irwin story. All right, who's, your, who's, your, who's one of your losers here? Well, I think Cleveland is a big loser. Oh, man. <laughs> they lost. I mean, this, this, it's not surprising. This was inevitable. Um, but I mean, that team is just—they're a couple years away from being a couple years away. I think. And and uh, look, I I thought the, here's a hot take everyone's going to hate. That Colin Sexton slapping the floor, flexing on defense really was lame. the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. First of all, Josh Hart had 37 points. And so so it's cool that you give that moment. And then second of all, how corny is this? Like. These are NBA players or almost NBA players. Like this, like it's like clapping at somebody when they shoot a. Does it really intimidate anybody? I thought it was really corny. Cleveland gets the up. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So what's the what's the? I got a couple more loser, losers. Yeah. Rockets. I think they're a loser. Yep. Um, they still don't even have Capella. We'll see how that shakes out. But just that team. I, I mean, who knows what's going on? Maybe ownership dictated it. I think. Let me ask this one: Is Carl Anthony Towns? Is some of the shine off of him? Oh yeah. I, I don't want to call him a loser because I mean, but it's more of like there might be a loss brewing on the horizon for the Timberwolves, and he might be at the center of it. Yeah, I. He a lot me. of this is just noise. A lot, like uh, again, a lot of this is just off season. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. We invent storylines, but he seems kind of petulant, right? Like he just seems like kind of a whiner. Like the way he holds himself on the court, and then now he was talking about how you know he was asked about how he likes the city of Minnesota and. <laughs> He had like easy the biggest answer, butt man. ever. There's an easiest yeah. answer. Like this, there's some questions people ask you. You just have to be. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. My, Michael Porter Jr. in his press conference in Denver said this was his kind of city. Asked if he'd ever been there before. He said no. Asked how long he'd been there. It was like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's easy, Mike. Like, see, Carl, this is how you do it. You just, yeah, I love this city. It's yeah. perfect. The city's amazing. It's it's treated me incredibly well over the last 15 minutes that I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's jump right into the the Western Conference playoffs though. Because this is I think it's like 10 teams deep, right? Maybe even more. Yeah, I think I think there's 10 teams that are all very likely to make the playoffs and then there's a couple <laughs> other teams that are like would not surprise you. Uh all right, so let's just do this really quickly in tiers. I think the one tier, the one <laughs> it's one let's, team. Let's see if we have the same team. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Let's think. Okay. Uh, the Warriors. Man, that's what I had. Oh man, shocker! All right, so but after that though, I think I think it's wide open. I agree, actually. <laughs> to be honest, I could see any of these other teams being the two seed. I'm really low on Houston. I put them number two in my list only because it's the one that would give me the least amount of ridicule. But yeah. I actually don't think they're that great. I mean, no. Mbamute and Ariza were a huge part of that team. You know, health. Uh, be a factor with Chris Paul. Maybe he misses a couple games. James Harden, James a, Harden has like an MVP team. hangover. <laughs> you know, yeah. James, James Harden just goes out and celebrates all. Did you see the picture of him just recently? He's like leaning back into a crowd, and you can kind of sort of see a belly underneath his t-shirt. It's kind of funny. Well, he, he's always had a little bit of that, and that's part of why I respect him so much because he's <laughs> holding it down for the dad holding it down. Uh, who's your? Who would you be your? Who is your actual second best team then? Well, so see, I put Houston, but Utah. And uh-huh. look, we don't actually know about Utah. Utah, they kind of caught, they they exceeded expectations, and I'm always leery of teams that do that. Mm-hmm. But I actually do think they're really good, so yeah. I think they're my three seed. 
I would. I, I alluded to this earlier. I think Oklahoma City belongs in this kind of discussion. I, I think. I think they belong in this in this second kind of tier of team. And then beyond that, like I think if you're if you're just if you're just going by tiers and you had to talk about entities or or players or people that you expect to be in the playoffs, like I think that next tier is where LeBron steps in, right? Like that's it, Wait, I, just LeBron or the whole Lakers team? Well yeah, just LeBron. Like he'll <laughs> <laughs> he, he might he honestly might just disown the Lakers in order to make it to the playoffs by himself. But I you know, after that though, that seeds kind of three through eight can be anybody and if you're asking me about people who i am or teams or players who i'm most confident to see in those playoff spots like i think lebron belongs there just because of how good he is after that though it, it's a like memphis i don't think well, here's, we're talking here's, enough about yeah, well, memphis well here's what i want to say about the lakers I, I i would be shocked if they missed the playoffs yeah i would not be shocked if they snuck into the playoffs and i would not be shocked if they were the three seed but there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made it's not on talent it's just the base that LeBron's saying he wants to play differently than ever before. That's going to take some time. There's a lot of players being thrown into new roles there. Um, so I just think there might be an adjustment period for them that that keeps them from being that like three seed. But at the same time, if it clicks right away and the adjustment's easy, then they're talented enough. Um, so I actually had the below the Denver Nuggets. What? The 46 – well, I had – so I have, let's see, Golden State, Houston, Utah, and then Denver, L.A. actually right there, 4-5. And the reason for that is Denver has as much continuity as anybody in the NBA. They have largely the same core for the last four years. And Millsap obviously returning. I just think that that this team is – I think they're going to be a very, very good regular season team. I still can't trust Michael Malone. Like it took took Millsap getting hurt for for that team to kind of take off a little bit last year and and until he no not Millsap it took it took Plumlee getting hurt yeah, for yeah. the team to for the team to really take off and you, you know it you hate to say things like this but he seems like the kind of coach who needs his hand kind of forced uh, I I would if they if they had made a move if they had traded away Plumlee this year I would have been I would have put him up there in that like OKC kind of stratosphere but the fact that he wants to play Plumlee and Jokic together scares the crap out of me. It doesn't scare me as much. I, so I think they'll be right there. The Lakers were next. Oklahoma City, again, I would not be surprised if Oklahoma City was the two seed. All these teams are going to be within like yeah. two or three games of yep. each other. So really, whoever's healthiest. Next, I had New Orleans, and that's my seven seed. Did you have them seven? Did you have them lower? That sounds about right, yeah. So here's where things get interesting. We have to cut a team out. One seed. There's one seed left. The, there's one seed left, and I actually did not go with the San Antonio Spurs. I did I, not go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I went with the Memphis Grizzlies because I think both of those teams, San Antonio and Minnesota, have some like combustibility factor that, yes. that is like higher than, than usual. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, if either got in. But I'm going to go a little hot takey here and say Memphis. I think, it's, I think it's like we've talked about all segment here. It's a toss-up completely. Right, the, it's the, whoever's healthy. It, it really is. It, it, that's really, but Portland too, also in the mix. If if Jimmy Butler beats the crap out of Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> like that means they aren't healthy. So that's a that's a legit concern. Portland, I think, is is the number one team that I think is going to regress the most this year. They had so many things go their way yeah. last year, and and you know, I, I don't. I every so often you'll have that kind of outlier defensive season. I think that's that was last year for for Portland, and you saw a lot of the holes that that they had in their team. They were taken advantage of in that in that first round sweep uh, at the hands of the Pelicans. 
Damian Lillard is like in my top five don't bet against guys, Mm -hmm. and I'm still betting against him. So that tells you how I feel about about Portland. Do you think they wind up – if things don't start very well for them, do they make a trade? Do they move off of anybody? I don't think it's a. I don't think it's one of those things where like they're going to make a decision like that in December. Um, not so no. Yeah, I would. I would tend to. That's that's too big a decision to make midseason. All right, we're going to take a quick second, and when we come back, we're just going to celebrate the NBA. We're just going to have a little bit of fun, send you off into your weekend, and uh, and I'm going to let Adam introduce this next segment here in a bit. You know, Anthony, people always ask me, Adam, why do you like the NBA? You already know who's going to win. And I always say, are you kidding me? There's a million reasons I like the NBA. It has almost nothing to do with who wins and loses. That's part of what's so great about the NBA. So in the spirit of that, and because we have seven weeks with no real basketball to talk about, I thought it'd be nice if every week we ended our Friday show by sharing each of us sharing independently five things we love about the NBA uh, just random. They could be big things, big picture things. They could be little picture things. And I'll start us off to kind of give you a sense of what I mean. I really like when Mike Breen says, largest lead of the night. <laughs> because it's it happens in every game. There's always a moment. And if your team is the team that is down to the largest your lead of the night, that over. sucks. You just <laughs> sink into the couch and you're like, well. And if it's your team is up, you're like, it's just such a great feeling. It's like the high of the night. I like with Mike Breen, and we'll, we'll probably say talk a little bit more about Mike Breen as this offseason goes along, but he says banks it in no matter what shot it is. <laughs> banks <laughs> it in. It's like a layup. He banks it in. <laughs> um, all right. my uh, Breen's, Breen's awesome, by the way. He's yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, all right. My, my, uh, my first item on this list is untucked Kyrie. Like, I I like this. As soon as as soon as the 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 jersey comes out of the out from underneath the shorts, you just know something incredible is about to happen. (laughs) Like if Lamar Odom used to have this factor, yeah. If I was defending Kyrie and I saw like I would make sure. Just make sure I always talk to the ref. Hey, make sure his jersey's out. His jersey's out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. It's a superpower. (laughs) What's your next item? Uh, for me, it's the fashion is actually dope, even when it isn't. Yeah. And I like like the 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 dress code is kind of funny because it, it's completely evolved into something that's w- really really cool. I think the fashion or the the dress code is one of the lamest things the NBA has ever implemented, yeah. and it's somehow evolved into one of the coolest. Yeah. And I think that's dope. <laughs> David Stern would have a heart attack if he was if he was <laughs> in charge of what this dress dress code is is evolved into. Yeah, for sure. But it's I think it's actually awesome. Will Barton here in Denver names every single one of his That's outfits. So cool. <laughs> and it's really, really cool. It's one of the like post game questions you always ask. Like, hey, so what's the name of this one? Oh, it's the astronaut. <laughs> of course. I like how he answers it. Like as if you should have known. Like, <laughs> duh. Um all right, my next item item on here kinda has something to do with the, the untucked Kyrie thing. I think it's his way of combating that every single player who puts on a Celtics uniform looks fat. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite thing. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a petty ass Laker fan and it's been really, it's been a tough stretch recently and the Celtics have been incredible. (laughs) And so like the only thing that I can keep myself going with recently has been 
dude, Jalen Brown is is one of the best athletes in the NBA, and even he looks, you know, a little portly every so often, and because of that that big waistband that that Boston yeah. has. Yeah, no, I, I usually I would reserve that for white or yellow as a color that that really makes you mm-hmm. look fat. I would never thought of it as green, but maybe there's just some heftier players um, in Boston. And, I mean, <laughs> well, Big Baby Davis, the first person I thought of. Antoine Walker. Like, well, yeah. that's another great example. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, there's like a near infinite amount of ways to cover the exact same story. Yes. And this is why I think the basketball is so popular and growing in popularity is – like, you know, some people maybe don't care for this show, but there's, you know, there's some other show or there, or maybe you care for every different type. Like for me, a store, a trade will happen and I'll get this guy's take on it from an X's and O standpoint. Then this guy's take from a CBA standpoint. And there's just a million different ways you can, you can talk about the, the, the exact same thing. I completely agree. And it's one of the things that I've done a lot of thinking about in terms of like, what is it about the NBA that, that really gets people and 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 really draws in a certain type of fan and it's it's the creativity in the sport itself i think like you have you have players who play the exact same position but play it completely differently and they're both successful in very different ways whereas like you watch you're gonna steal one of mine here in a second oh no (laughs) i'll I'll stop talking then before i before i steal it uh my (laughs) my my next my next one then is Kangs. (laughs) Kangs. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so, <laughs> just, it's so, just the Kangs. <laughs> their existence gives me life. Like, they find the, the, the wrong way to do everything 10 out of 10 times. It's incredible. It is, it is pretty incredible. It, it's, I, it, it's, a, it's a level of consistency that I, that I really strive for. I'll tell you, I, I really empathize with, and, and really sort of like root for these types of fans because I've said this to you in private a million times. It takes a real spine and some real, yeah, some real, so you know, it takes a lot to be a fan of the Kings for for life. And yeah. like when you when you're a Kings fan, you just accept it and you're like, this is who we are, man. We're not changing. <laughs> it's like, and I I, I like that. Uh, my next one is how freaking complex the collective bargaining agreement is. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) If it was simple, we'd have nothing to talk about. But like the other day, like the Nuggets signed uh, a player or they, they, they signed their draft picks before they signed Isaiah Thomas. So they, it didn't quite work the same in the mid level exception. If they would have done it reverse signed Isaiah Thomas. And I just love stuff like that. How complex is it? Every day I learn a new thing about the CBA and I'm like, beautiful. This is no the one most can understand it. This is the most Adam thing ever. <laughs> ever. I say this like every time we talk to you. You were humming Willy Wonka when we when we were trying to figure this stuff out and this is the most <laughs> Adam thing ever. <laughs> uh, my next one is <laughs> My next thing is there's always as you're getting ready for the playoffs and the playoff seedings are going out there's always the one matchup that you know is going to NBA TV, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like Hawks Bucks. Like you yeah. just, that's just it's it's one of my favorite things to to identify as early as I possibly can. That Nuggets Pelicans series on NBA TV this this year is going to be great. It's, it's going to be, yeah. it's actually, gonna be a, that's really fun, fun series, but it's going to be on NBA. TV. It's going to be on NBA TV for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one that one is good. I was my last one here, and it was kind of what you were alluding to. 
Isaiah Thomas and Joel Embiid both play the same sport. <laughs> and, and it's not like baseball where you have like, okay, yeah, but you're a pitcher and you're a right fit, whatever. Like, no, yeah, they play the same sense. sport, do the same things, take the same shots more or less. Yeah. Um, That's this, this sport is so crazy. It's so incredible. <laughs> What's the height difference? Is it multiple feet? Oh, it's got to be. We're talking seven, two to five to six foot, basically. Five, five, That's nine. That's insane. That's that's unbelievable. Then we're talking like 150 pounds. <laughs> um, all right, my last one here is the fake laughing. Anytime a, <laughs> oh, I love it. This anytime is the best one. <laughs> the, anytime a coach says anything in a scrum, there's like the the over laughing. Anytime Joel Embiid sends out a tweet, oh, he wins Twitter for the night. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh that's the the overreactions here just to maybe get a quote down the line is pretty incredible oh man the Joel beat is actually funny nba coaches there's not very many funny ones no. but man does that scrum crack up <laughs> and it's maybe this year this will be a, a thing i do is just take note of the worst joke the media scrum laughed at <laughs> and, and just kind of keep i'll make a top 10 list and like i'll read them maybe i'll read them off on the show yeah <laughs> and like just I'll, I'll deliver it dryly and just see how if anybody laughs because it is pretty hilarious how much people i mean fall over laughing at the dumbest jokes there was a there was a joke made by a coach. I think it was either Luke uh, Walton or Rick Carlisle. They made a joke and nobody laughed. And I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that might be the worst joke of all time." If you can't get a laugh out of that group, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a level of. I don't know if I would ever speak again if I wasn't able to get a laugh out <laughs> of those guys. <laughs> uh, this was right. fun i feel like this was a productive exercise i i think so too this is i mean we're getting into the off season here and there's going to be less and less to talk about so we're just going to celebrate basketball we're going to celebrate this this league that that we love so much and uh yeah this was adam this was maybe your best idea ever thank you <laughs> all right so that'll do it for this <laughs> he actually just dropped a mic i don't know you guys might not have been able to hear it uh, but <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send everybody off into the weekend. And Adam, if you don't put Willy Wonka's music to the end of the show, you're not doing your job right. <laughs> we'll talk to everybody next week.